Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-hosts Mike Connolly. Hello. And Tara Connolly. Hello. And on this glorious November day, we hunkered down in the field of skin by Daniel Menchie. And it, it is pretty fitting, you know, it is actually feels like fall today. Yeah. Exact, yeah yesterday it rained a bunch, it's gray. Got no no pun intended, Gray. Love that rain. Mm. Love that rain. Went outside and it was wet. It's a free car wash. That's my favorite part. <laughs> free car wash yeah. day. So I feel like this record is very fitting for the uh the weather. Yeah. Absolutely. Um but you know, before we dive into the field of skin, we gotta talk about what we've been listening to. That's true. Gray, what the heck have you been listening to? Well, Mike. <laughs> And Tara. And Tara. Well, Mike and Tara and listeners. <laughs> it should come as no surprise that in addition to this Daniel Menchie CD, I listened to Screaming Caress, uh, which is the album that came out before it on uh, Side Effects. And it is just a equally great record. Feels a little more uh, direct than this one in some ways, but... We'll get to that. No, uh, no need to spoil the fun yet. But uh, really, just wanted to dig back into the Menchie zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the new Skin Crime on Hospital, the LP Traveler on the Road, which actually Connolly alerted me to, but hasn't received his copy yet. I yeah, you got your co- your copies arrived. I you was know, a little the, alarmed when you said that. I was like, "How have you listened?" I mean, to you that, know, Gray? mail. You know the post. You know, it, it is so crazy. Like that's true. I we've we had a couple. We've we've you know couple made been making a couple orders i got a week i got yeah. <laughs> a day sometimes yeah you know what happens it happens yeah. um we got a package from ireland in three days from ordering it and then got a package from i want to say it was the east coast and it took two and a half weeks to get it yeah, okay. so it is <laughs> but wild. i'm just saying it's truly yeah. like i don't have I don't have any understanding on how on how the post office works. Yeah, roll the dice. Yeah, but I cannot wait uh, uh, for a copy. I know I, I know it is. We could we could listen to the Bandcamp and we when you do order from because this is a Boomcat. You order from Boomcat to get this one. You get the download with it. You get that digital. I if you have an account, I don't have a Boomcat account, oh, and so you have to create one to get the download. I well, we have one. So, uh, <laughs> but but we have been waiting to uh, uh, listen to it on vinyl. So we actually haven't even previewed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I'm like? incredibly excited. Actually, no wild, spoilers. Take no a wild spoilers. Guess. It sounds like skin crime. Like, oh, well, but I mean, skin crime super varied, super dynamic. So, I know. Where, where where is this fitting in uh, in the skin contemporary crime? skin crime? It's cool. more of the mm-hmm. uh, creep dungeon. So maybe some synth tones in there somewhere. Reverb tools similar similar to the set we saw over the summer. Yeah, kind of that in, vibe in that vein, and and some of the like. Uh, you know, the self-titled vibe, that of kind course. of creep vibe. Uh, really good. Really I mean, nice. yeah, as I would expect. Uh, looks great. And uh, that prompted me to throw on a tape I got at the Hospital Fest when we saw them and talked to, to Pat and Mark. Uh, the A Legacy of Blood cassette, which uh, was in my friend's car for a while after that fest, and then he went out of town. And so nice. I finally got it back, Getting but I hadn't listened to back. it yet. So, and I'm pretty sure the cover of that one is is from the Prowler. I think. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Great flick. Oh, uh, amazing! Yeah. And speaking, all, all I was gonna say, also listeners, prepare yourself for a shock. Uh, Mike's the one wearing the skin crime shirt today. It's oh, true. Yeah. Usually I, one of us are wearing a skin crime shirt. <laughs> Someone's gonna have a skin crime shirt, and it's Mike today. Yeah, I got it's it. It's me here with my Chris and Cozy shirt. So. It's a great shirt. It's nice. Shirt. I like looking shirt. at that. Yeah. It's all right. They're all right. Uh, speaking of uh, movies, Prowler, great movie. Watch it if you haven't. Uh, a listener said that they watched Wake in Fright due to us talking about it in the last episode. And uh, I think that's awesome. If you are picking up any of the stuff we're kind of talking about here that's outside of the record we're talking about, we'd love to hear about that. Like, I'm glad someone watched Wake and Fright. That's one of my favorite movies. We were all so stoked. We were texting each other like, yay, somebody watched Wake and Fright. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That, it's a movie that Gray had, had recommended to we had We had known about it and known that 
you know, we'd wanted to watch it. Gray was very hardcore in recommending to us. He lent us his, his Blu-ray copy, which we then had for roughly a year until we finally got around <laughs> to watching it. And when we did watch it, I think our response was, dude, this is a great movie. Why didn't you tell us to watch this? <laughs> My God, I mean, you should have pressured us harder. Yeah, God, you know we're just going to sleep on it. Yeah, Come on. yeah, yeah. But it is truly an incredible movie. Uh, so... Yeah, if you were thinking from the last episode, I should watch that Wake and Fry movie, just go ahead and, and put well, it Well, everybody on. give yourself a year, you know? <laughs> give yourself a year to watch it. Maybe you're going to get sick and you need to stay home and then you can watch some cool movies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so great. And then uh, Matt Betke recommended a Drift CD to me, and I actually didn't know there were any Drift CDs. I only know about the, the tapes uh, called Black Line. And it's on Catton Records, which I learned is a sub-label of Praxis Dr. Behrman. Uh, it's two classic droney drift tracks, but kind of CD, targeted for CD maybe, and uh, called Empty Rooms and Resurrection. And then track three is a Candlelight Dub slash Dead Things, and it's sort of a trip-hoppy dubby affair, which uh, mm. is not the reason I bought the record. <laughs> but did you like it or no? Two thirds. I think this is the first okay. time we've mentioned it's okay. trip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot of mentions on this podcast. Yeah, the I think Discogs classifies it as down tempo, down as down tempo. So or down temple, or down temple. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Drift is good. This is a, a weird CD, and I I had to grab it. Thanks, Matt, for the recommendation. Cool. Also uh, bought it off Discogs, and it was from a friend of mine, so it was hand-delivered, which is always nice. Oh, nice. Save on that shipping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, save on paying for it. That was a gift. <laughs> Good to skip that part always. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a little more in the ambient zone, I got to, I got the Sync Assign CD by Cyan, S-I-A-N, which is oh, obviously oh, Mombui and Aub collaboration. <sighs> what a project. Man. Which uh, Shohei said that he... that. I wanted it to sound like early cluster. Think that's Great. pretty accurate. Yeah. It's awesome. Got a little less of a. There's no sort of motoric, crowdy vibe to it. It is just that sort of like space drift sound. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, that's was such an amazing uh, project. Yeah. Uh, this the setting another. I think we've it's been in our recent listening, and that is kind of more along, total just space out. Uh, ambient drone and oh man can't, mm -hmm. can't get enough of it and then I uh, I threw on White House's Racket which I hadn't listened to in a long time yay own up final oh, oh yeah <laughs> own up to your fucking racket and own up to who you're running it on dude I mean yeah as a as like a mic drop for see, the band. Did you see my eyes light yeah. up when you just said that? Yeah. <laughs> big, big smiles all around. So excited. Well, Connellys the Connellys know that I was not necessarily as receptive to the more contemporary White House stuff when it was coming out because I was I was really just stuck in those '90s records. I mean, it happens, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you got to come back to something, you know. And, You're not ready to move on yet. Yeah, yeah, and. No. and yeah, obviously we've we were on board immediately, and Racket was what a final statement. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously I would have loved him to just you know continue on forever, but if this is going to be the final statement, then that is going to be a great statement. And uh, I did get to see him um, once when this record had come out, so they did some songs off the record, uh -huh. and it was just oh my god, it was so amazing. Obviously paving the way for the cut hands style stuff. But, but also, like, how great are those couple instrumental tracks? Yeah. They almost, because that almost sounds like like violin, that one track. Oh, like, just that nasty kind of grating droning, yeah. And then, of course, I love the, the, the pictures of both of them and then what they are credited with. Oh, yeah. Philip Best is the <laughs> dirty word specialist. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> And then William Bennett is the animal response technician. <laughs> that, 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 that right? I'm pretty sure that's right. Think, that sounds right. That sounds right. Two dirty word specialists. I think that's fair. Hey, you that's you fair. uh you uh, DJed a show that Philip just did recently. Uh, yeah, Consumer played. Uh, Consumer Electronics played here at Lethal Amounts and did uh, did a series of readings from Simon Morris and David Kotner and Chris Zyshag and Meg McCarville and. 
uh, part of the consumer performance was a uh, was Philip reading a new piece as well, kind of over a slightly more ambient background thing. W- w- Russell wasn't there though, right? It was no just Russell. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was it was really cool. Uh, Meg McCarville, her book Four Circles on Amphetamine Sulfate was is like just completely amazing. I urge anyone to, to check it out. If the description on the website is at all interesting to you, just buy it. Uh, you will like it. Tara's been reading Girlvert. Uh, you will like it. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's been reading Girlvert. Well, the Connollys have been reading Girlvert. Yes, we, we both we, have. We, we, uh, it's, we read. And we read. It's done. All right. We did yeah, it. I told you you'd tear through it. It was a quick turnaround. It, yeah, Tara read about half of it out loud when she while she was reading it, finished it, and then well, I just read it. Well, it's too fun not to share. It's, it, there's a it's lot of fun stuff. So such a great book. I mean, it, yeah, obviously, I would recommend that to anybody. So this, you know, Girlvert's the like actual porn industry sort of version of that. Meg McCarville's Four Circles is the uh, like living in a squat with a bunch of people with names like Spider and and chew toy or whatever hey, probably played played like, such squats in my life right? yeah uh, <laughs> and also just like going through horrible horrible experiences some of which you brought upon yourself uh and maybe enjoyed i don't know it's a really really intense book uh and her reading was great and hilarious and completely, completely amazing. Well, we'll have one. to check it out next. And we you, didn't get to go. We yeah, were, we, unfortunately, we sad. were we we couldn't make it that night. But you you're, you would put out a little video of some of the stuff you were DJing, which looked pretty incredible. Oh yeah, I wanted to go real kind of soundtrack and couple couple rockers in there, but you know, I got a couple hundred soundtrack records, so I thought I'd kind of try to set a set a mood that was opposite of like the the music going on and just make it give it a feel. That was a really fun time. Awesome. Did Philip look nice? Did he wear a nice button-up shirt? He did. He did not have the suit on, though. Uh, well, he still, he, he I'm sure nice, he looked course. really good. Yeah. That is about it for my recent uh, my recent listening, I think. Cool. What do you guys get into? Uh, you know, tons of stuff for sure. <laughs> uh, some of the highlights, though, uh, have been... The first CCCC CD, the debut CD on Endorphin Factory. Mm. Um, really cool, interesting one. You can really hear the individual um, instruments and performances uh, a lot more than than some of some of the more uh, full. I don't know. This is still very full, but you can just everything kind of has a space. And you can you can hear like it's the distinct bass. layers. You can yeah. hear the even when um uh, Kosakai's playing, he's credited with percussion, and he said he did play some drums and percussions in early CCCC. You can hear cymbals, and you can kind of it, it's really cool. You know, um, Mayuko, it certainly feels like there's some sort of theremin. I think Tara described it as the Dennis drill, um, <laughs> and, and it is yeah, it's not like it's, a new age theremin. Oh, it's it's a it's no, a punishing no, no. Yeah. Dennis drill, and it is theremin. just you know just such a such an amazing project obviously we've talked we've discussed them a lot this year but that's going to be a really fun one i'm definitely um gonna call for that one to be the next cccc one we do i think okay. it's gonna be a really interesting discussion uh, and it's just a great great of course designed by by obe and you know come on endorphin it looks factory sick. It's great what are you gonna do yeah i just got the kingdom of noise vhs in dude and you Ooh. got something very special in it because we have had the kingdom of noise vhs for uh, for for you know two decades maybe yeah I've had thought, a dub that th- long <laughs> thought I had thought I had I mean it is it is an, an official it is the Endorphin Factory you know the the labels and everything but apparently it was missing something yeah there's a there's like a newsprint booklet in there Did that's, that's insane literally that never awesome. that yeah it has write ups and info for all the performances I'd never <sighs> seen it or knew about it either and uh, luckily I got this from a reputable source and it came with like so awesome we still haven't gotten to play with it yet i think gray doesn't want to bring it out because he won't get it back that's not true (laughs) that's not true uh and you know we've talked a a little bit about doing a a live event here yes in los angeles and uh i think kingdom of noise might not be on the docket but we were going to do a video well yeah and maybe it will be that we're we're part the idea will be that we're going to do a video a live uh, show where we're gonna play a video and then we're gonna have a discussion. We're gonna have the audience participate and everything. Um, and we're just trying to hone down exactly what video we're gonna do. Um, so look at that. Look out for that in 
2020. Yeah, the yeah. fun part is doing the legwork for all the videos. Yeah. It gives yeah, us a great yeah. excuse to buy a ton of VHS. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, because it's for work. It's for work. I got to get one this week again. Yeah. <laughs> also, something uh, we've been listening to a lot this week is something we mentioned on our last episode with Death Pile. And that would be the sound of sadism comp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Boy. Classic. Absolutely classic. Every track. Dude, the skin crime track, Dirt. I mean, it's, oh, my God. It's so good. And then you got, you know, you got Death Pile. You got Slogan. You got Taint. You got Condom. I mean, it's just the list goes on. And then there's, like, the cool ones, like, Stallnets, who are, like. Oh, yeah. Whoa, like you know what I mean? The cool, just like outliers that are like, and and dude, that track is amazing. Um, just you know, international power electronics compilation, right? There's a couple really great ones as Exploration One International oh, Power yeah. Electronics compilation, oh, right? Yeah. Also, also mm. in the vein. Uh, I'm trying to think, there, there were so many good comps kind of in the late 90s and even early 2000s that had just so many good people on them. Yeah, and I think it's. I love the font, you know, the the cover. It's just such a classic, uh, classic. Comic. Yeah, that one. Like the cover art's really good, and the lineup's really good. And then we've been in a big Richard Ramirez zone, and that would be because we finally got around to listening to the interview with Richard Ramirez on the Harsh Truths podcast. Now, Gray had listened to it a while back, pretty much right when it came out. Um, but and I kept forgetting to mention it in episodes. I like have yeah. made notes to talk about this podcast. Uh, I'm a patron of this podcast. I am a big fan of what Roman's doing. I, I'm glad to see him stepping back to it and, and really doing it. His recent, most recent episode is with Matt Purse, who runs the Oxen label. Uh, and does unsustainable social condition. And Matt's going to be a guest on uh, on Noise Extra at some for point. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we'd already kind of discussed it, but just haven't haven't nailed it down for scheduling. And, uh, but this first kind of comeback episode he did is a like three hour interview with Richard Ramirez. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. It's, they go really into, into Richard's entire history, learned so much stuff that I didn't know. And I got to say one of, one of our favorite things that we learned was, and maybe this is something that for some people were like, oh yeah, duh. I've always realized that. Is that the name of his label, oh. Deadline <laughs> Records? It comes from like the deadline of like for like a newspaper. Yeah, like, gotta for a get newspaper. that article in. Here's your deadline. Here's your deadline for the New York Post's, you know, Friday at, <laughs> at 6 a.m. That's the deadline. I always thought of it as like a line that's yeah, dead. Yeah, I thought of it as like a quarter like, inch cable that doesn't work. Yeah. Like or, that's a deadline. Or, or like a or like a flat line. You know what I mean? Like a Oh yeah, yeah. like a flat line never, on EKG. Never did it no. ever occur to me that no. it was like a deadline, like you got a deadline. No, same with me. And that literally blew my mind and made me love him and the label. Yeah, we were even thinking more. like crap PAs. It's a deadline. Yeah. Don't you, go in channel one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird piece of uh, information for you to pick up on and obsess over. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say in the years I've known you, which has been many now, you do not often take the most literal interpretation of something as what it might be. Like anytime there's sort of a weird uh, phrase or like combination of words, it's not the most obvious or like the kind of the thing most people would think of with it. You, <laughs> you always interpret it on some like, like fifth of the line uh, thing that's it's, like, wait, what it's like a upside a down brain like a line that's dead yeah um, i'll, ta- I'll so take that I, I love it it's yeah. great i it's, like that both of us thought the same thing yeah. we were both like can you believe well, that you that's guys crazy share a brain, so yeah, that yeah. Is not what he said but, but like, he was on his high school newspaper when he came yeah. up with the label and all this i mean again yeah. just no, there's listen, tons of info just listen to the interview uh you know and I've been checking out Mad Recital, and that's like his fashion line, which is super fun. And they're on Instagram, and he sells stuff. So that's so, that's another fun route to yeah, go. Yeah, so cool. I mean, his fashion. I mean, they get into all his fashion design, which I was very unfamiliar with. You know, all you know, just his, his entire history of of work and art and sound and all of it. His life. His life. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fantastic. And uh, you know. 
hopefully uh, we might get a get get to chat a few words with him. Oh, in I a wouldn't even weeks. say hopefully. We're we're gonna talk to Richard. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Well, now we're prepared. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was great, and so which is kind of got us in just a huge Richard. And obviously, we have been listening to him a lot this this year in general, from one of our early Noise Extra episodes to Tara's uh, discovery of the Lana Del Rey Richard Ramirez oh, mashup that so she ended up good. making, and and the one that has particularly been uh, played a lot is Rush, which is the cassette on self-abuse. Um, I, unfortunately, we do not own the actual cassette, but you can pick it up on Richard Ramirez's Bandcamp. Uh, and so that's exactly what we did. And it had been traveling with me as I walked down the raw and rough streets of Hollywood Boulevard these days. And it is the perfect soundtrack. I think that's fitting. I think uh, probably named after uh, the popular uh, and my third favorite brand of poppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but yes, the, uh, the, 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 the track's first rush, Wait, what's your rush. second favorite brand of poppers? Pig Sweat. Oh. I mean, everybody knows your first favorite, so we don't even need to ask. Jungle Juice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this would be a great Patreon episode. <laughs> this is a regular episode. <laughs> this is going. This is going in. Um, but yeah, so just you know, listen to that podcast. Listen to Richard Ramirez. Uh, it's it's uh, something that you can't go wrong with. So that is you know tons of other stuff. But that's been well. I gotta say, we did. We've gotten a, a couple really cool behind the scenes. Uh, uh, listens. I won't necessarily necessarily spoil all of them, but I will spoil one of spoil them. Spoil one of them, okay. and that would be we've heard some early mixes of the new Hive Mind album. Oh, oh yeah, that was really you good. heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's been cool getting to kind of hear uh, hear what you've been working on, man. Yeah, so thanks. It's only been about eight years since yeah. a new uh, full length, so. You know, sometimes you need to take a break to change and grow, and uh, certainly <laughs> and start a, and start a noise podcast. Yeah. Made a great impact upon your work. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's a uh, good timing, but also great. Is it cool if we crowbar a few things in here before we get into the album? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. A um, couple things we wanted to mention. Uh, first off, obviously we're going to be at the hospital fest in a couple weeks. We've been mentioning it, uh, throughout the past, uh, episodes. Um, and we are going to be set up, we're going to have a little setup the day of the show at, at market hotel at the venue. And we're going to have, you know, all of, our, all of our recording equipment. And what we really would love if, you know, people would just come up to us, talk to us, say hi, and, uh, think about what record you'd want to do with us and, let us know. That's kind of, we're going to have a couple base basic questions. That will be one. What record would you like to do with us and why? And then also you pick up something at the merch table. Let us know what you picked up. Uh, you know, I don't know if we can call it what's in the, what's in my bag. I don't know if Amoeba might hunt us yeah, down. I don't know if they're trademark. Can name. we call it what'd you get? What'd you get? I, well, I think, I, I think the, uh, what's in my, uh, uh, what was, what, how do you pronounce the word? What's in my valise? Oh, valise. What's in my valise? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's appropriate for hospital. What's in my valise? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so definitely come say hi to us, uh, at, at the hospital shows. Come chat with us. We'll be nice. And, and if you don't want to talk on air, you can just like sure. discreetly submit it on a piece of paper <laughs> if you're uncomfortable. I mean, Tara promises that she'll, that will be nice. I don't know. You think we'll be nice, Gray? I think they'll be pretty nice. I think we're pretty nice. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll do, I guess it just depends, right? As long as they come with a good record to talk about. If it's bad, we're just going to be bad, super we're just mean. Push them down and be like, ah, <laughs> no. like, like real bull- you like that? Real bully them. Yeah. Or if you want a piece of gum. Oh, also, Come and of course, see us. we probably have gum well, and, and, and of Just course, snacks from Tara. Don't even talk to me and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Do not ask for snacks from me and Gray. We probably won't have them. Tara will be the snack uh, uh, queen of that for sure. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, come come chat with us uh, where we probably have a couple questions to ask you as uh, listeners of the show. And uh we're just gonna hang out and see some killer noise bands. Oh man, it's it's super exciting. We, I'm we, so we excited. Can't wait. Um, and then also wanted to uh, mention um, there's a new series over on our Patreon. Well, let me take this quick chance just to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, you guys are awesome. We really appreciate the fact that you uh, 
that you support us, that you that you give us uh, some of your hard earned money so we can keep doing this podcast. And uh, it's really awesome. It is allowing us to do stuff like going to New York and we're going to talk to a couple of really killer projects while we're there and talk to as many listeners as want to talk to us, which is great. And uh, it's just a, a great thing. We're trying to uh, sort of pay it back by making a bunch of content. So we're trying to do, you know, weekly bonus episodes. And now what you're about to hear from Mike is about uh, another new feature on the Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. So Tara and I started a new series uh, called home time. It is us on our couch, kind of just sitting in front of a pile of noise, books, movies, whatever, whatever we got in front of us and just, just kind of doing what we would do anyway. Yeah, it's it's kind of true. There's not not a lot of legwork for this segment. I'm going to be honest, but it is an honest segment. Yeah, and it's just us. We just hit record, so it's just what we'd be doing on a normal night. It just hit record, just at our at in our home. So come sit with us on the couch and uh, check it out. There's already two episodes um, up as as you when you hear this, there'll have already been two episodes up on the Patreon. It's going to be a weekly thing, and we'll talk about noise and. You know, sometimes movies yeah, and books, it, because I have a feeling that everybody who listens to this, you know, likes that type of thing. There's always going to be noise will always be the springboard and there's always it's always going to be there's always going to be noise talking it for sure. But, yeah, of course, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about books. We're going to just talk about, like, what's been going on in the week. So it's a, it's it's a, it's, you know, a little more casual, a little more loose. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a weekly series up on the Patreon. So uh, head on over there. Check yeah. it out. And uh, again, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, all the all the great interviews that are going to be had from the uh, Hospital Fest are absolutely uh, due to our Patreon uh, subscribers. So absolutely. Thank you. And I can say, because I'm not involved in any way, that I really enjoy the home time episodes, and it does feel <laughs> exactly like sitting on the couch with the Connellys. Their couch oh, you do mine. that it's, every week. We all sit on the couch together. It's, it's the same we thing. love sitting in couches. <laughs> so it's a it's a chance for me to be almost voyeuristic in my own podcast in a way. Um, <laughs> Amazing. But you know, we're trying to add a seven inch a week. We are. In addition, we are. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing a seven it, inch yeah. episode a week. Uh, plus additional bonuses, like some of our Patreon subscribers heard our Stingproof Glove episode, which was <laughs> just about uh, Portuguese man of war and jellyfish stuff, uh, and j- just some of the kind of random stuff like that. So there's at least eight. If we're doing home time weekly, there's going to be what like twelve uh, related posts a month, including our, our regularly scheduled podcasts of noise extra stuff so right like, and can we do something about octopuses so i can talk about octopuses i well i think we, i think i think we've already uh established that whenever we do cover uh tentacles of the octopus the macro evil moisture collab that we will be doing i'm so excited of, because an octopus oct- can edit its own rna and that's like insane we, and extreme I, I, they're know, aliens i want to uh when we're talking about that evil moisture macronym for release i want to start using the full the full title oh please do which is the tentacles of the octopus sometimes fight each other. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, just calling it the so tentacles good. of the octopus. So is, you're, right, you're, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. It's not as good. You're that right. title you're is really good. You're 100% right. And the tentacles I, of the octopus I, sometimes you are, fight each other. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate factually, but I accept that title. It's awesome. This next artist that we're about to dive into is someone I've always associated with, with Gray. Someone I know you've been a fan of for a long time. And admittedly, someone that Tara and I are not insanely familiar with. Gray's uh, a menchie mensch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Daniel you've Men- been saving that one? That was great. I didn't. I just came up with it. Really? Yeah, thank you. I'm really okay, proud of you. Good. That was great. Uh, Gray, the menchie mensch. Uh, yeah. Daniel Menchie, Field of Skin. I love this record. Yes. And, and this was both mine and Tara's first listen to this record. Uh, straight up. We, we, we made we, a point. We were saving ourselves We made for a point it. to yeah. not listen to it before today just so that we'd come in completely fresh. I mean, Greg gave us a little bit of a, a preview last week, just kind of like, here's about what, you know, get in the zone kind of, you know, yeah, after we basically, up Pilot, but basically we, this was our first listen. Uh, ama- amazing, amazing record. Amazing record. Yeah. I mean, it's one that's been with me for a long time. Uh, I think I say that about a lot of this stuff, but we are picking stuff that's been around since the nineties. And yeah, some of these records are some of my favorite records. And why do I not want to talk about them? Like people have uh, kind of asked or, or said like on social media, why don't you guys like talk about records you don't like? I have absolutely no time for that. Yeah, I love no. this record. I, this is what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about a record I don't like. That's not fun for anybody. 
I, uh, I don't remember the records. I don't like. I just move on. Right. <laughs> this record, though, I absolutely love, and I would say is a very big inspiration on what I have tried to do in my own music. The sort of raw texture, weird modulations, droning, and sense of space and atmosphere are things that I really, really appreciate about Daniel's work. When did you come to Daniel's work? I think I, uh, I think I heard his stuff on the Audio Drudge Number Six compilation uh, and magazine that Malignant Records put out back in the nineties. Um, I think that might have been the first place I heard it, and then I, I found uh, I want to say a Furious Eclipse, the Solar Moon twelve inch, probably shortly thereafter, and then I just started buying everything. Uh, the CDs on Solid Moon were pretty readily or through Solid Moon at least were pretty readily available. And I'd been ordering from them. Uh, I'd been ordering from them as a label, even sort of before getting into harsh noise because I was buying like world serpent kind of coil and, uh, and that kind of stuff from them. So the stuff they were distributing there. Uh, and so this is just one of those things that's been around for a long time and has this CD in particular is a little less noisy than his earlier work uh, and a little no, you know, noisier and more <laughs> like uh, maybe a little meaner than some of the later work. Well, we, we did reach out to Daniel uh, to get some information about this album and just kind of some thoughts about the record. And, you know, he did say that he, in some ways he kind of wished this was his first full length album. Yeah. I think, uh, he wrote in in the message that uh, sort of screaming caress was a kind of a personal failure for him in a couple ways, uh, including the the curator of the label not <laughs> being really excited about it when he handed it in, um, and this sort of sets the stage for everything that would come after it. So this sort of monolithic droning. Uh, full of weird minute details and lots of layers and also a resolution to not use like a studio or effects box reverb anymore. So any of the reverb you hear on this record is made by Daniel playing something in a room and recording that playback with the reverb of the room in it, which I think is a really cool way to go about it. That was amazing. That's the all I could think about when I was listening to it. I'm like, how is there no reverb on this? It's so like vacuous yeah. and and really like it's spanning and like it feels like reverb but it's natural well, I mean it's, it's just natural yeah. and that's kind of what he said too that you know nature was always a primary theme throughout his work and and you know it really starts you, you know you really start and you, you having that kind of information which was kind of cool for especially Tara and I almost having this information first and then listening to it so we kind of had this in our head in our first listen and the first track really starts and you do feel like you're on some sort of train. There's a very, there's a forward move movement to it. And in the, uh, in asking him about this, this album, he said the album title field of skin, uh, came from when he was on a train in Germany. And, um, actually Tara, why don't you go ahead and, and, and read, uh, exactly what, uh, he says about the, uh, the title. In 1997, I remember being on a train in Germany, traveling to the next concert, and the vast farming fields in rural Germany were so amazing. The train was going so fast that it blurred the soil and the dirt, and it looked like a vast land of skin. My imagination got the best of me, and on that train, I decided that title. And that's exactly what we, that's where we went from the first it, second It absolutely on. feels like that, because it's, it is like it plugs away and it's a constant like field of sound, you know, much like a train and maybe it, and maybe it speeds up and maybe it slows down, but it's, it's that constant, constant move it movement. Yeah. And, and it's, it is a field of sound and it's a fog of sound rather than a wall of sound, um, which is, you know, is something that he, you know, was not necessarily interested in. I think he says in an interview that, you know, that's not walls are not free. Yeah, and so this there's something you can kind of poke out in this fog mm -hmm. and in this field, and there's there is distance, and there's you know there's a lot of dynamics going through, even though it is kind of 
this this layer of fog. And, you know, maybe that lack of wall provides that area for our imagination, because I know like and some things when you listen to them, it it really like activates things visually for me. Like when I'm and this had so many visuals like it was. Yes, it was. You know, I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about the album and each track was different, but it was that type of thing where it just felt like a, a soundtrack. Which is what he said. He kind of, you know, I think he said for this record, he was it was almost like each track was more of a short story that and they do. But they do link together. And they're untitled tracks as well. So all of the tracks on the record prior to this screaming caress were uh, titled. And I think he uh, he had sort of gotten over that with this record. And he said when he wrote us, I had a mentality of making soundtracks to movies that didn't exist, making big, overreaching and overweighted composition that sonically read like a big, thick book from Russia. I was taking writing composition storylines and turning them into sound compositions, and it just didn't work. Meanwhile, I was performing and touring a lot with Small Cruel Party, Kiyoshi Mizutani, Crawl Unit, Alb, Damien Romero, Jeff German, and even Mertzbau, and their approach of composition was more about chunks of minimalist sound to tell a story, and they achieved pure sonic storytelling without the emotional gravitational weight that I foolishly felt I needed in my work, and clearly it was a dead weight hanging on it. But I think, but yeah, I mean, and I hear what he's saying, but I do think that that there is, you know, there is story and there is, you know, I don't, you know, I, I hear a story and maybe in it's a album. short story, but it's yeah. a story for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine those shows? Oh, did oh, you I hear know. that list? I'm drooling oh, reading this awesome. email. Shut yeah. up. What a list of artists to perform with. But he says, uh, he says here, Nature was always my main theme, so I put that front and center. Instead of big, long narrative storytelling that was trying to convey, I went with more of a short story approach to each track. Mm -hmm. As silly as it seems that a simple technical element of studio gear reverb being removed, it did dramatically change the sound. If you do hear some reverb, that's all real acoustics. Yeah, and, that, and that's what we're saying. And yeah, so <laughs> I, I do, th they, they are kind of short stories that connect and then tell a larger yeah, thing. Like within on the fifth track specifically, I thought that track had like, an absolute story. It was like a field recording and then a dog grabbed the microphone and then they ran away through some dense vegetation. Then it started raining and then the dog just like left the mic out in the rain. <laughs> story done. That's amazing. We have an entirely different idea of the story of that track because I wrote <laughs> oh, down some great. notes for it too. And, and What did you write down? I mean, we could skip say? around. We yeah. could skip around. Okay, what did you be... think the story was? We don't okay. have to be so dogmatic. I, didn't... Oh, oh, oh. I see wow. what you did there. Wow. Uh, I didn't necessarily see a uh, story I saw a scene like okay. just a, a place uh, and rain on a paper roof mm -hmm. uh, there's some leaves rustling and there's these uh, sort of metal plants or like agave plants cactus the unspooling of a of a metal wire like barbed wire but with no sharp edges and uh, and there's sort of a it's got a junkyard feel to it after all like you kind of pan around and realize that this this thin corrugated paper like that that cheap plastic mm -hmm. corrugated roof that the rain is falling on is in is in the junkyard it's just you were looking out at the wastes and then you're turning around and you're seeing all the scrap metal so, oh, so it's like a, it's like a junkyard raven like stole the field recording device and like took it to its lair and unspooled the shiny things <laughs> sure well well so this is great so for me the the, the track before it track four was looking out uh the a screen door that's like the back door of a house Ooh. And staring it, and it's raining, and it's gray, and the rain is continuing, and the gutters are dripping, and the grass is filling with rainwater. You know mm -hmm. the way that looks. That's yes. what I kept seeing. Uh, that, the fourth track was my favorite track on the record, and uh, there was leaves and pools of rainwater, and then and then it goes to the fifth track, and to me, right when it starts, the the the, the doors close and the windows close. So it's so now where's the fourth track? It's open, and you're looking through the screen and hearing the things through the screen. The fifth track, it's closed, oh, but you're still hearing everything. But I it's now you. it's through a window yeah. or through a like a like a like a door, like a thin back door or something. So so and again, it was raining, and and then yes, but then what I did feel in the fifth track was things were getting a little feisty indoors. Some someone was getting feisty. Maybe that was the dog you were hearing. Well, I thought that it sounded like panting, like <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's what it was, yeah. and something was getting a little feisty back there. And uh, but it was still indoors and it was still raining outside. Oh wait, he does have a Chihuahua Arrow. Arrow who he collaborates with. So I love what? that. Yeah. Maybe it's but Arrow. I don't think in 1990. No, probably not. No, that yeah. would be a really old Chihuahua. Yeah. Although they can do it, good for them. In fact, uh, the recording credits for this record say everything captured and killed by Daniel Menchie during the spring and summer months of '97. I love cool. that. So it's probably the spring. It was raining. 
and uh, it was an, it was a it was a gray, dismal, rainy day in the Northwest. I really like that fourth piece. Uh, the odds are up for Portland being a gray and dismal day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's certainly raining. It's certainly raining. That's one of the longest tracks on it. I mean, the the longest track is the first piece, which clocks in at almost sixteen and a half minutes. But this one's approaching thirteen. And one thing I had put in my notes for that fourth piece is that the mixing is masterful. The you notice a sound and start really enjoying it, and while you're enjoying it, you realize it's been there. And it just finally mm-hmm. sort of let itself be known. It kept happening to me where I'd be like, what is that sound? Oh, I was hearing that earlier, but just not that much or not that present. And it just, it moves in exactly the right amount to where it like finally calls attention to itself. Well, I've mentioned this in some other things, but it's, it's one of those things I really love is when you sort of, it's part of a background thing or a kind of a blur. And then it just becomes the prominent thing you can focus mm-hmm. on and, or not even that prominent, but you can decipher it better. Oh, like an obe, especially Yeah, like, because yeah. you would have those, those layers and this, you know, made me think of obe like luminous, especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Just, it, just the vibe of it, but it, it is incredibly different and the elements are certainly different. Like this has a, a, a field recording element to it that is really prominent. He used a, a lot of uh, somatic sounds and mm-hmm. organic sounds. There's a, there's a big organic natural feel to this whole record. And again, mm-hmm. you know, he says, you know, nature is obviously a huge theme in his work. So it, it makes sense that the previous record that. was all larynx, chest, lungs, like body sounds as much as he could use, like I think hitting himself, recording, recording his own stuff. And uh, this one, I know he used like clay and glass and sand and whatever other kind of uh, natural elements in the recordings. And I think you can hear some of that in here, really like those, the, when I think of him and, and especially that, that CD legions in the walls, the live CD from that tour in, in 95 that he did oh, um, that CD, it's to me sounds like someone playing like a bowl of sand and broken glass. Like it's just, it's that those textures, that granular, tons of little things moving and scraping and making sound. And it's, I love it. Do you know what a haboob is? What? Oh, so a haboob what? is, uh, it's like a, a huge windstorm that happens in like desert landscapes. Whoa. So like when, when you see that, like that big wall of like sand approaching you and it blackens out the sky and when you're in it, like those huge dust storms, that's a haboob. It's, it, they are crazy. I actually do know what she's talking now about. Now you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's completely so, oh, insane. You're talking about track nine. Yes, so this exactly. <laughs> totally all yes. through this recording when you said sand, I was like, I just kept writing haboob, haboob again. Yes, <laughs> like through, I hate that word. By I, the it's way. a ter- I know it's, it's really horrible. It, well, I apologize for the word, but I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't make it up. But, okay, I'll, you but know like, what? Number two, especially apology accepted. Oh, thank you so much. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. But yes, you can th- you can picture it with a H A B U B or but it is B O O B like boob. No, oh yeah. God, stop saying that word. I'm sorry, I Ugh. think you're wrong about track two. That's that's the one where he's digging a hole. Oh, that's that right. is the, that is the, yes, you are correct. That is the hole digging. Okay, uh, I apologize. Track. Yes, that no, is the I, hole I apologize. Track. I rescind the haboob. Controlled blaze of a cold blue flame in the background through the the second half. Yes, no, yeah, I think it's. I, I think the last that. track is it, the sandstorm. I think applies mm-hmm. the most to the last track, and maybe even parts of the first track. You know that. So there's a couple couple parts in this that reminded me of a uh, Werner Herzog's Lessons of Darkness. Oh yeah. Uh, his film where he went to uh, Kuwait after the Gulf War, or I guess Mm -hmm. still during, uh, in 92 and filmed the uh, uncontrolled oil fires from the... uh, Yes. Yeah. The sky is black. The the desert is full of pools of oil that are reflecting the sky, thus looking like mirrors to, to the heavens in a way. Yeah. And these fires are just spraying out of control. Uh, and throwing just like burning oil into the sky. It's really, really insane. Um, But that, that, you know, furnace, that sound of just like intense flame and the visions of these sort of dunes. uh, I think going sort of with the field of skin, I had definitely like a kind of desert well, that's cra- it. it's crazy that we all get the same imagery because I was writing down like the the first emperor of China is rumored to have had a lake of mercury. And especially in the tomb, they like buried it over. So I was just saying like the dripping sounds for some of these tracks reminded me of that 
uh, lake of mercury. So it's like a big silver pool and like the molten silver. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Okay, Tara, I have to take back my, my comments on your trek to <laughs> because I wrote, oh, really, <clears throat> yeah, I just noticed in my notes that I, uh, but I also have the words skies darkening and you're talking about like the yes. sky being blown oh, by, by the sun. So See? it's, I mean, it's a sort of a recurring theme. Some of these, these tracks all feel thematically linked in their sound. Um, but like I said, sometimes I picture dunes. Sometimes I picture a, a black sky mm-hmm. uh, or dark, dark gray sky. And sometimes I picture just like a rural nothingness, empty fields, tin roof, junkyard, um, Lots of uh, crude machines that are on their last legs, sort of any kind of rhythmic element to this is all just really stripped down and almost nothing uh, and feels like it's about to fall apart. There is a strange, almost rhythmic part in the sixth, the sixth track. Oh, the heartthrob? Yeah, it gets very strangely rhythmic, but not quite right. Sounded like a failing water pump. Or yeah, something to and it's me. very shivering and 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 cold. And I was uh, thinking heart arrhythmia. Oh wow! Like I was thinking, he knows a doctor, and he got a recording. Oh, that's what track, <laughs> you think he knows a doctor? Well, he might. That's track seven. I thought was the, the well, wait, doctor track but, for me. But wait a minute. So screaming caress, you said uses. I think he recorded himself, though. I think he recorded his body. And, Do you think he might be a doctor? He uh, might he's a be. librarian. That's true. He is a librarian. Oh, wow. So, Important. What is, so what's a librarian? Like a doctor of... They're like a doctor for books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then we know a doctor now. Yeah. Uh, a doctor. Well, Gray established that he knew a doctor. <laughs> yeah, we've. I've, I've figured this out. I do know a doctor. I feel like... <laughs> well, I feel like Menchie you know, probably knows a doctor. I don't know. Hey. Let us know, Daniel. <laughs> Do you know a doctor? <laughs> Do you know a doctor? He's, pretty, pretty, he's a librarian. Heart. He probably knows tons of doctors. Uh, doctors love books. That's true. If there's one thing the doctors love, <laughs> it's, it's very guts true. and books. How do you know? You don't know any doctors. Well, I heard. I read an article about <laughs> doctors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Back to the first track. <laughs> oh yeah, let's begin this album. No, I mean I think you know I think I, I but I actually think that since he was kind of saying that each thing is almost like a short story, I think even skipping around is is okay. I think it's fine with this record. I think it's it's there's nothing wrong. And the transitions on these tracks are just sick. Well, like, they are very his, sick. They lead yes. into each. Oh my god! Yeah. And it and I wouldn't even say that like when a track ends, it's like the end of it. Like like there are transitions inserted at the ends of tracks to make the flow just so um successful let's say in creating and changing the mood yeah sometimes it's a hard cut and sometimes it's the smoothest transition in fact it feels like the track starts maybe 20 seconds before or after its actual index point because it's still yeah. kind of changing from the last track mm-hmm. uh, i really appreciate that that first first piece though it sounds like it's recorded in like a giant grain silo with Definitely, like during an earthquake, it's the sounds Green of night sure, amplified yeah. is what I wrote down. Oh, cool! And I, the the natural reverb, the layers of stuff you must have been playing back through whatever spaces it was. Uh, it makes these like weird harmonies and chords in the drone almost. So you, you're hearing something almost musical because of the layers of this sort of natural reverb and resonance that's being piled on from the different sound sources he's using. That's when I ask you if there were violins at one point. Are there violins? <laughs> yeah, no because way. It, yes. The, yeah. The, the, and you're, you're totally right. The, the, the things he's creating, you kind of do feel like, wait, is there, is there, is there an orchestra going on? But you know, no, it's probably some, and then it disappears. It's like a, an, Oral massage, or mirage. Oh, cool! Yeah, totally. An oral mirage. Wow, like an oasis in the desert. <laughs> like in an oasis for your ears. Since we're jumping around, first off, how, there's a lot of insect sounding, oh, that, like locusts and crunching box of bugs. Oh, that, I wrote cellophane bag crunch for that one. But the, <laughs> the second track starts with just this nasty crinkle, and then it goes into. Uh, it's windy outside and he's digging a hole. That, that's the one yeah, for me. Shifting where, like, the dirt around. I love it. Oh. Yeah, that's when I first thought haboob. Oh, yeah. No, and you're right. You're, you are yeah. right because it's. The dirt's getting shifted. The, the skies are, are getting dark there. That third track, the shortest piece on this thing, uh, it's. I just wrote where I wrote salt, chalk, limestone, reeds, stalks, shaking, rattling. 
wet. Yeah. Well, to, me, so to, me, wet to me, it right? was water bashing against a pier while the skies were super gray. There's a lot That's, of stereo movement for like a minute and a half, too. There's This whole record has a lot of subtle and not so subtle stereo work. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, there's yeah, some right. very subtle yeah. stuff, but then there, it, it's really cool how it, how it goes. There's subtle stuff, but then there's also very, you know, very cool, big stereo work. It kind of, he does both. He does. Yeah, like on the second track, it was really like left, right, left, right, you know, kind of flipping between each speaker, but but it becomes more subtle in parts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really, it's re- really cool. With a delicate touch. Yeah, totally, totally. There's yeah. a lot of that in this. So Connolly just, his eyes are shut when he's listening to this stuff. <laughs> I, it's, I think in part, you know, his serial killer handwriting is certainly due to the fact that his eyes aren't open while he's writing most of the time. Who can tell? Uh, I also like to close my eyes sometimes, but I'm also just kind of looking around and, and not doing that. I don't know. It's a hard time just shutting my eyes. But I did a lot for this record, which I wouldn't say is a way. I've listened to it at night before, certainly, with all the lights mm, off, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've listened to it with my eyes closed. And on the eighth track, there's this really great sort of on-off thud kind of sound that's oh, happening. Yeah. And then there become two of them, and this this weird glass scraping sound comes in some gas can and maybe some like almost fingers tapping there's a lot of restraint though these sounds are all sort of low and then you get that for like four minutes and then it kind of goes away and he starts sawing something i swear it sounds like sawing metal i thought it was a drill press i i don't i didn't hear the motor of a drill press i heard a saw i felt like it was like maybe i'm too country ours were manual (laughs) (laughs) a manual drill press yeah you had to turn the crank that one that one well then there we go one of the that one actually i love that track but I, i had the least amount of stuff written down for that but i think it was appropriate i just said doors open and doors closed well i I got lost in that track. I forgot that I was sitting on my couch yeah. <laughs> listening oh, to awesome. a record. I, I love completely visualized the best feeling. a saw on this piece of metal and spring wow. and the action of it happening. And I could picture everything that was that was going into that whatever environment that sound was creating. And for a good minute, I completely forgot that I was on my couch with you two listening to this record. Wow. I just got taken into the sound and was completely there. And then. When I came out of it, I was like, wait, I want to go back. And I kept trying to like close my <laughs> eyes and get and just revisualize exactly where I was. And I, I didn't have that much luck doing it, but it was really, really special for the time it was happening. Cause it, I was, I was there. I completely checked out of, of my current reality and went into that track. It was awesome. It's the best. That's, we that's did what... put a little ether rag under your nose there for a oh, minute. Right. Yeah. We did knock you out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah just yeah, for yeah, a minute. Yeah. 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 And we stole a bunch of stuff. I mean, I did have a, some CBD breakfast gummies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we, we pocketed, uh, a bunch of your synths. We put, a, yeah. seven we put a bunch of your synths in, in our, our pockets. pockets. You know, they're making them pocket size these days. Yes. Oh, so cool. And, and, uh, the wasp, uh, fits perfectly. In my pocket. Well, you know what? You got Jenkos on. <laughs> I got raver pants. I on. wish possibly wear Jenkos. Please, I beg you. Jenkos. I beg you. Some jump boots. <laughs> Jenkos and junk boots. That's that's what we do. Uh, a, a, a baby pacifier. <laughs> but it's black because you're goth. Well, cyber goths. <laughs> well, much love to all the cyber goths out there. Hey, where you at? <laughs> Probably not listening to this podcast. Most likely, but I would love to hear from them if they are. Yeah, oh, please let us tell know. Me. Uh, but this, speaking of industrial, <laughs> this is industrial. Nice, nice Thank you. That that was, I'm not the Segway champ, yeah, so I just shoehorned it, it in. I just went for it. Segue, Thank you. But you, you got to go into them with utmost confidence. Yeah, yeah you, you got to really, you got to own it. I just you really hesitated did. a little bit. Oh, I heard the hesitation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna cough. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> By the a, way, between Gray and Tara's coughing, it is a nightmare. He's I gonna mean, have a lot of edits. Look, I understand it's a nightmare for you guys because you. Have to be coughing oh, wait, so much. Wait, wait, oh, I just wanted to demonstrate no, no, no. it. Did you hear that? I want to keep that. Okay, I <laughs> won't say who did it. Yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. Mike. Sure, we won't say who. But did like it. honestly, like guys, you need to get the coughing. You need to figure it out because I am done with it. Well, okay. Well, we I'm should have some hot too. toddies. We, I'm done with it. Oh my lord! Hot toddies are medicinal, as we've established in 
Uh, oh, home time. Home time. They're great for coughs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, that. we need some ginger. We need some whiskey. That's that's the problem. We're drinking yeah. cold beverages. But Oh, this is a cold beverage. Oh, it's delicious. That's the problem. I don't want to give it up, though. It's a deliciously cold beverage. Uh, so this is industrial in a way that things we listen to generally aren't industrial. It's like old-timey industrial. It's not like post-apocalyptic industrial. It's not like post-war zone industrial. It's not like, you know... Um, ramping up of industry it is it is the downside personal industry it's it's almost like chop shop industrial where yes. it's like you know what i mean like where it's like it's it's an abandoned it, rusty barn with rusty old it's equipment my it's it. my papa's workshop that's the only thing i can think yeah. of is papa's well, workshop thank you for mentioning yeah. chop shop i had mentioned oh. to or i had wanted to bring that up because this process that daniel describes in writing us of recording things and then playing the back in a room and recording that is this how all the chop shop recordings are made those he makes sounds and then plays them through those home built speakers and records that so any chop shop recordings you're hearing are are that or at least a lot oh, of them oh yeah that yeah 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 so daniel is uh, employing the same exact technique here right you know basically except for not building his own speakers which i don't know maybe he's done <laughs> yeah well yeah probably it, it feels that it, it, i think it goes along with it's because, I think it's because you can feel the space. You feel a, like you're in a real place. I mean, I I got transported. Yeah, like you really yeah. feel like sometimes there's there's so many layers going on. Like in the first track, where or actually the first track, I, I felt definitely uh, kind of in a in a zone. But some of those where you you you're feeling uh, there's so many layers going on with different sort of processing or they were recorded in different spaces or whatever that uh, you're not quite getting the sense of space. But sometimes you're getting you're getting one room and you're really feeling like what expanse you're in. And I, it's one of those things that really sticks with me. This record's dark. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got the right amount of noise. There's a lot of textural noise to it. I mean, everything is, is either textured or droney or textured and droney. Uh, m- very minimal use of feedback. Although there is some like feedback and ringing tones on here. Uh, and it's, it's just a massive sounding record. It's it's the skies darkening above you. It's the expanse of an open field at night. It's like it has these sounds. It's a a broken machine that you're making do with because it still kind of works or works mostly, you know, running in the background, feeling like it's about to fall apart or shake itself, you know, shake itself loose. <laughs> but, and, yeah, but, and, and, and I think you're right. Like, it, yeah, it's like, it's like 1800s apocalypse, <laughs> not like, you yeah, know, not like Terminator Skynet apocalypse. Right. Oh, you, right? Mean, yeah. oh, you mean the year 2000? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not the year 2000 apocalypse. It's, yeah. it's the year 1820 apocalypse. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I you know, Gray talking like I guess each sound becomes like poignant, you know, like each each rattle, each um like singing metal sound, each sound of like sand blasting becomes like visually uh poignant in your mind, uh, just because the he provides so much space. Yeah, it's 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 an incredible record. Uh, I'm really, really psyched that uh, you know, this is obviously a like like we had said. This is obviously a gray pick. You know, this is uh, something that Tara and I were not familiar with I at all. I love gray picks. They're I so hate, good. It's always great. He, yeah. he always pulls out something that we aren't you know have been familiar with or something that he's been familiar with for twenty years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, great. We didn't new, ask you. You knew for us. You know, we didn't ask you. Uh, have you seen Daniel Minji live? I have. We uh, all have. Yeah, we all have. Well, yeah, I know we all. <laughs> that was a good. You, you. That was a second segue try, but you know. <laughs> no, look, nobody ever said I was the segue champ. I just, you know, I just put it in there, just throwing it out there. Because no. we did all get to see him at No Fun, but but that's the only time I had ever seen him or Tara had yeah, ever seen him. Had, other than the time that we all saw yes. him, yes, together. Uh, yeah, I saw him at an erstwhile matinee uh, thing with a. Uh, I think Jason Leskalit and Joe Colley also collabed at that. Uh, oh, where was that? In New cool. York City. Was that when you went? Was that the same trip of seeing Hydro Kaiden in the No, no, this was trip? this was yeah, this was much later. I played I played part of the one of the you know, part of that show or one of the shows. Oh cool. Um, yeah. I don't remember the exact details. I have to have to look it up. Uh and then uh our friend Drew Demeter. Of course, oh, since, yeah, since 1972. Since 1972. And uh 
withdrawal method. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to visit him. I was visiting my family in uh, Washington and I went to visit Drew and he basically picked me up at the airport and drove me to Portland to hang out with uh, Pete and Gabe from Yellow Swans. Uh-huh. Uh, first time I'd met any of them. It was just, oh, this cool. was like 2003 or f- Christmas 2003, I want to say. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd just been in touch from like message board and, and trading tapes and stuff. And uh, he picked me up at the airport. We, he's like, what do you want to do? You want to go to Portland? We drove down to Portland. It's like three hours. <laughs> I love it. Maybe a little less. Uh, and went over to Pete's house and watched movies and hung out. Pete Swanson, who uh, recommended that Cities in Fog record. Absolutely. And I think we're going to have him on to talk about that one as well as some other stuff. Yeah, he no, needs to talk about no it. No question. Um, and happy birthday, Pete. He shares a birthday with uh, Matsuo Yamazaki. There you go. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, so. Pete. <laughs> But uh, I saw, so when I got down there, Pete was like, oh, yeah, there's a show at uh, Dunes tonight. And it was Daniel Menchie playing. And I'm like, oh, oh well, we have to go. So I just randomly sick. wound up in Portland, <laughs> like Christmas vacation style. And Daniel was playing at like the bar they always threw shows at. And so I watched him play. Uh, it was like there's a small like rinky piano there. And he did some stuff on the piano and I think took some loops off it. And then he uh, he performed with like some long metal bars against his throat and body. And uh, it was awesome. Very, very that cool. That's a, what a great like, tr- what a great trip. What a great like, a, early two thousands trip. It stands out mm-hmm. as an absolutely fantastic memory for me. Like that was a that was just a great time. Like, still still friends with uh, with some of those people today, you know, and gonna have them on the podcast. That was like the sure. month after we met, Gray. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. we met you in like what August of two thousand three. Yep. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. this would have been would have been few December. Months. Yeah, yeah. Months. Very cool. Awesome. So yeah, and uh, and then we saw them all together. No fun. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe we'll see him again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Heck yeah. Not oh, too man. far. No, he just played here, but I was working. What? and Couldn't make it. Yeah, he played at uh, Zebulon. What? Oh, oh yes, we no we yes he did. We, and none of us could make it. We were we were all busy. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, we were unable. Yes, that is correct. Earlier yeah. this year, we were unable. That's to the make most the show. infuriating thing about Los yes. Angeles is you have to miss things. Like you you can't see everything. You can't go to every show like you want to, but you just can't. It's yeah. impossible. No, yeah. it's impossible to make everything. Awesome field of skin. Yeah. Amazing what? Oh, did we talk about the packaging? Very minimal. Very cool. You know, uh, not you know. Obviously, all the tracks are entitled. You know, not not much. You know, not much to go on. Some nature photos set against a black background, either in a sepia, sepia, sepia tone. And, I've always said sepia, or uh, black and white. Uh, yeah. Looks looks really cool. It's a, it's a cool looking CD. Uh, some of his so some of his seven inch packaging and other stuff. Like I have the uh, MSBR Daniel Menchi. Uh, acetate seven inch multi layering termination, and oh, that's cool. packaged in a cardboard, like seven inch box covered in black concrete and paint. So <laughs> sick. Uh, the Daniel Menchie's Small Cruel Party on MSBR Records is uh, packaged inside of a stuffed animal, a handmade stuffed animal, <laughs> wow. which is really weird. A lot of his like Furious Eclipse, uh, Hymns for Slice Velocity on Tesco, twelve inch. Uh, a lot of the seven inches, Chrome Homicide, and. Uh, I can't even remember all the titles right now. I have them all because I've just been buying his stuff <laughs> for 20 right, years. Right. Um, but a lot of art paper, vellum, really intricate, like textured packaging, which always went with the textured noise for me. I have a special edition of one that's got like almost like a rubberized. It's like on like a roofing shingle type Ooh. material with like rubberized printing on it. And it feels so insane. I want to see the gross tape. Oh, yeah. You I'll pull the, the gross, gross tape. tape oh, yeah. yeah. Blood I sand. see it. No, that's the oh, noise tape. That, that blood sand's the noise tape. Furnace fucker is the gross tape. Yes. <laughs> noise did tapes Ooh, look fiery. very much like the gross tapes. Right. <laughs> very nice attention to detail there, too. But yeah, on the way back machine on the MSBR website, there was tons of Daniel Munchie stuff. Oh, I was he, trying to find flyers. He did but, a great yeah. little, uh, didn't he, wasn't he the one who did that great little write-up about a about a tour? Yes, yeah. He was oh, over he did like with... a little tour diary. We should link that. Yeah, we I'll should find, find that. Yeah, we did read that. And it was That's really gonna, cool. I shouldn't have said that because now I have to dig for it. Well, we'll see. Just yeah. hit your Wayback Machine link, which Tara like is the Wayback Machine <laughs> yeah. master. Yeah. It's like Mistress. I have like 800 windows open on the Wayback Machine because <laughs> I'm afraid to close them because I'll lose it. I love it. Amazing. Well, hey. Thanks for listening to this one with me, guys. Uh, yeah. It just reinforced how much I love it. Oh, oh it's our pleasure. Hey, fun fact. I, I forgot when we talked to Daniel. Uh, this and his other 90s albums are being remastered right now, he said. Oh, yeah. so Very cool. Uh, if 
someone wants to do a deluxe Daniel Menchie box set, get at him. He's very findable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and very willing to answer questions about his noise records. Yes. <laughs> Which we great. appreciate. You, we really appreciate. Thank you for answering uh, some questions, giving us a lot of info on this. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, I yeah. thank you for this album. It's amazing. We love I, it. Yeah. I really don't think you can go wrong checking out anything in his catalog. I have a soft spot for the early stuff because it's what I heard first. But by all means, listen to anything. Like he, he creates these sound worlds that'll pull you right in. And he evolved and changed though. So, you know, you have a, a wide variety of sounds to please yourself with. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Noise Extra. I'm Tara Connolly here with Mike Connolly and Gray Holger. Noise Extra is brought to you by Condradic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra and on the web at noise extra.com. There's one E in all of those. And on Twitter at noise extra. That one has three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise. <laughs>